0: Welcome to Wildwood College Life of Wildwood Community Church in Norman, Oklahoma. We are four following Jesus together to the glory of God. We meet on Sunday mornings at 945 for Bible teaching, breakfast, and fellowship, and would love to see you there this week. Follow us on Instagram at Wildwood College for more information. And with that, let's dive into this week's message. Good morning! Welcome, guys. Glad y'all are here for College Life Summer Edition. Uh, we are continuing our series called The Gospel Story, and Brayden Weber is going to be teaching us today in God's Word. Wildwood is for following Jesus together to the glory of God. One of the ways that we follow Jesus is into His Word. So I'm going to read today's passage, First John four fifteen through twenty. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God God lives in them and they in God and so we know and rely on the love God has for us God is love whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them this is how we love or this is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment in this world we are like Jesus there is no fear in love but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen." Brayden, come on up. Let me pray for you, brother. All right, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for Brayden and thank you for what you've done in his life. Lord, we ask for your hand of blessing on Braden as he teaches us the word this morning. Lord, I pray that you would speak through your word. Uh, Lord, as Braden um, walks us through this passage and tells us how you've changed his life, I pray that it would bring us to worship you, that it would bring us to praise you for your magnificent works, and Lord, we ask that you would be glorified above all today. Lord, we ask this in your holy son's name. Amen.
1: Amen. Um, all right, so... My name is Braden Weber. Uh, I know a lot of you guys in here, but uh, I don't know everyone, so I'm just gonna give an introduction myself and then we'll go into prayer uh, and then get started. So um, my name is Braden. I was born in Oklahoma, raised in Norman, so always been a big Sooners fan. Um, I am technically supposed to be a junior, junior in college right now, um, but this fall, I'm gonna be starting EMT school. And so that looks a little bit different, but um, I'm um, super excited about that. And then um, I've been going to Wildwood for about eight months now. Um, just to start of the semester, I was able to get plugged in with college life and church and everything. Um, and it's just been an awesome blessing just being able to be with Kevin and serve and um, just uh, meet all you guys and make a lot of friends here has um, been super cool. So I'm super excited about this. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and pray and then we'll get into it. Um, dear God, I just wanna start off by thanking you so much for this opportunity Um, just to tell my testimony, um, but this this isn't my story, God. This is just, uh, like, me testifying to what you've done in me, Um, and I just pray uh, that, thank you that everyone's here, and I just pray that we give, that everyone has open hearts, open ears um, to hear not what I'm saying, but um, what the Holy Spirit has um, for you guys, and I just pray over this time, in Jesus' name, amen. so, yeah, so today I get the awesome opportunity to just kind of tell my story, uh, tell my testimony, um, just kind of walk through, like, just my life in the last couple years. Um, and I think it's really important, I think Kevin talked about this a couple weeks ago, that this isn't my story. Like, this is not how I went from here to here. This is what God has done in my life, right? So... Um, I think there's three important parts of the testimony to start off with. There's before Christ, then there's my salvation, and then there is life after Christ, right? And so um, I'm going to talk kind of before life, or before Christ, and I don't want it to seem like I'm bragging. I don't want it to seem like I'm kind of uh, just talking about all these like bad things I was doing, like it's a good thing. I just think I'm going to go really deep with you guys and tell you everything, and I think that's super important to just really um, explain where I was, and uh, just kind of how God's used all those things. Um, a, a big, important point I want to say is this is about how God slowly revealed His love to me, even when I didn't understand it until I finally got saved, um, which I think is just so important. Looking back on it, like things I never would have thought um, would have led to my salvation did. Um, so yeah, let's get started. Uh, like I said, I was born, you know, born in Oklahoma. Um, I'm the oldest brother. I have three younger brothers, a single dad. Um, So yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, But, um, you know, I grew up in the church. You know, my dad, you know, had us there every Sunday, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Wednesdays, um, you know, VBS, Awanas, just anything that we could possibly be in church. You know, my dad dad had me there. Um, So growing up, like I was really, you know, I raised, I knew my Bible, I knew... You know, I had a lot of good Christian friends. Uh, my eighth grade year, I transferred into a uh, Christian private school, CCS. A lot of you guys have probably heard about it. Um, and that, that was amazing. You know, it was a great opportunity. A lot of the teachers there and the leaders um, were just such good influences. And just being able every day, just being – we had Bible class, you know, being in the Word, uh, just really helped me, like, uh, get a foundation um, and just really um, – just, like, no Scripture, know the Bible. And so my whole life, you know, from probably when I was seven or eight, I would, have, I would, have say, I would say that I was saved. My friends would say that I was saved. Um, you know, just anytime I had the opportunity, I was doing stuff with the church. But at the same time, I do want to come across, as I was not this, like, great kid, I definitely could have been a little bit of a troublemaker um, as a kid. And so this kind of started in high school, I uh, just kind of, I had friends, um, starting early, I mean, uh, my junior year, I remember getting into vaping, which was kind of the big thing for high schoolers, um, and just getting into that, and it eventually led to me getting caught, not by my dad, but through the school, and the code of conduct and everything at CCS was super big on, that's a no-no, um, it basically was equal to getting kicked out. and so. Through that, I had to go through this whole long process of like appearing before the board and, um, and just basically getting in a lot of trouble, which was really bad. Um, so that kind of started that and that really took like a tear on me and my dad's relationship. We, uh, we definitely argued a lot. There was good times, but there was also times where we just, a lot of stuff that he, he wanted me to do. I was the oldest son, so I felt like there was a lot of responsibility on me, just kind of being the oldest and acting like that, but I didn't always act like that. So kind of going into my senior year, same stuff. Uh, My school let me stay there, which I think that's one of the first ways that God really like used that and let me stay at this school when I totally should have been kicked out. Um, That was just a way he was like working my life and revealing himself when I had no idea back then. Um, I think if you would have asked me my junior year, I probably would have rather gone to Norman North or any public school. Um, so senior year, uh, same, same stuff, just kind of doing whatever I want, but also just kind of following the rules of CCS, looking good on the outside, but, you know, never really having this like personal relationship with God. And so, um, quarantine hits, uh, COVID hits. That was spring break of my, my senior year. And, um, I'm 18 at this time. And I remember, Like when I, I I always knew, like when I graduated, I was going to move out. My best friend from childhood, I was moving into the dorm with, and um, like I knew I was going to move in with him and everything. But uh, so when COVID hit, spring break, you know, we're going, being home all day, doing nothing really, just really like caused a strain on me and my dad's relationship. And then the two weeks hit that we knew we weren't going back, and then we knew we weren't going back at all. And that's when, it, that's when I was just like, I can't do this. Me and my dad were getting into arguments every day. And it eventually led to me basically getting kicked out of home. Um, which, when, when I say that, I don't want to make it sound like I got kicked out, I was homeless, I had nowhere to go. Like At the time, like this was the best possible thing that could have ever Like I thought it was awesome. Like, I was going to move in with my best friend, uh, just going to hang out, and that's exactly what I did. So uh, during quarantine was just a really big time where I had that freedom for my first time. Um, so I was really able to just kind of do whatever I wanted. Um, just me and my friends, we got back into vaping. And during is really where my life started taking kind of a turn that I really never thought I would go down, I guess. Um, so midway through summer, you know, After I graduated, there was, you know started drinking with friends um, and then smoking weed, just going to parties, just all kinds of stuff, basically playing into that whole, like, oh, I'm starting college, I can do whatever I want type thing. Uh, so just doing that, which I do want to point out, I knew it was wrong. Like, I had a good enough foundation to where, like, I knew I was doing wrong, but I definitely was using, like, this comparison method of, like, well, I'm not here. Like, I'm, I'm doing this, but I'm not here. So, um, just that whole summer before my freshman year, I was just kind of going off the rails, doing my own thing. And something really important was one of my best friends. I um, I got really close with her whole family. And the only way to explain it is like this was my second family. Like every weekend at a lake house, I was going to their lake house. I was um, their parents were checking up on me all the time. Um, they they were you know, heavily influenced Christians at our church. Her little brother was like my little brother. So, and like I was, I felt like part of their family, but at the same time I was going off um, with her daughter and just going and doing all this stuff that obviously I shouldn't have. Um, So, you know, fast forward, I move into college, freshman year, I was very fortunate to where I went from a Christian private school uh, in high school to a Christian college and I was able to play soccer, and um, I don't know about most Christian colleges, but from my experience, uh, college was, there was no Christian influence at all there. It was all about sports. Everyone there was just people there to play soccer, play basketball, and so when I went there, there was no influence at all, and it was just all the people were playing sports and partying in their free time, and that's what I wanted to do, so I fit in very well there. And... The only thing, um, this is another very important part of God, just revealing his love to me, was my roommate. This is the same guy from high school, the same guy I moved in with when I got kicked out. Um, He was my roommate, and he was um, definitely pursuing God, definitely, like, in a farther place in his walk. And so he was constantly like, hey, did you read your Bible? No, hey, are you going to come to church? I wasn't going to church at all at this point. Um... And being honest, I totally just blew him off. I totally just didn't respect anything he was saying, just kind of, um, just not, not really caring because, like, looking at his life compared to mine, like, why, do I, why would I want to just go to bed at 9 p.m. and go to, go to class? Like, why would I do that whenever I can just go have fun? <laughs> so, um, like, we're still good friends. I just really didn't, really didn't respect him a lot. And this time, just kind of doing my own thing. And so... Um, he was always asking me to go to Bible studies, right? So I finally, I think there was one Tuesday night, uh, there was a Bible study that was just kind of led by like the older guys in our college ministry. And I think he was like, hey, if you go, I'll pay for our dinner after or something something like that. And so I was like, I'm down for free CCs, why not? (laughs) So um, I I went and I could not tell you a single thing about like what they're talking about. I was in Ecclesiastes or something. But all I remember is the guy talking and he was like, you know, what you're doing in college, who you're hanging out with college is like who you really become. And I remember that just kind of stuck with me because I knew what I was doing was right or was wrong. Sorry. That foundation I had was like telling me what I was doing was wrong. And so um, keep in mind at this point, I thought I was saved. Like I went home, I said a prayer and I was like, I just, I need to stop like pursuing this lifestyle and I, I genuinely did. Like, I, I stopped going to parties. I stopped drinking. Um, I stopped doing all that stuff. I started taking school serious. Um, and in the process, I, like, really wanted to make it right with all the people that I'd kind of, like, blown off. So, you know, I talked to my roommate, started a little accountability with him, I um, went and talked to my dad and just kind of, like, mended that relationship, um, which was amazing. And then my, fri- my friend's dad, who I talked about, uh, I was like my second family, I just really felt needed that I needed to go talk to him. Um, so I sat him down and I just apologized and I told him everything that had been going on in the summer uh, and just kind of like how I was deceiving him basically. And he, the way like him and my dad were just so forgiving like just really showed me like there was something different about these guys where um, they genuinely like like, cared for me and loved me past just, like, my actions or what I was doing at the time. And so this guy, his name is Mr. Gilland, um, he was, like, you know, asked me if I wanted to, to like, mentor with him and just kind of meet with him weekly. And of course, I was like, yeah, you know, I'd love to. And so the first week we meet, uh, there's this book that he gave me we're going through. It's called Not a Fan. And we're just going to go through, read a chapter each week and talk through it and go through some scripture. And so... The first week I'm reading this book, first chapter, um, talking, and just it's just talking. There's a lot in it, in it, but I think the main point, or the only thing I really remember from it was just the definition between a fan of God and a follower of God, right? So a fan of God, they want all the benefits. They want the title of Christian. They want, it looks easy, you know, it sounds good, it, it sounds awesome, but there's no work involved. And then you have a father of God. And this is a, it's different. There's a relationship with God. There's like a personal, like there's a commitment. You have to put in work. Like it's a two way, two way deal. And I remember just thinking like, you know, there's no fruit in my life. There's no, there's no commitment on my part. I just kind of chose that I wanted to do this. And so I remember I was like, okay, I'll talk to him and see what he says. You know, maybe I'm just in a dry season. Maybe I'm just immature, not really there yet. And we started talking and I remember he immediately was just like, okay, well go ahead and explain the gospel to me. And I was okay. So <laughs> I had no idea really. I just kinda like threw something together trying to remember from high school. Like, uh and we were writing it down and he's like, yeah. He's like, okay, this you know it looks alright. He's like, but you never like said anything about like repentance or confession or anything like that. And I was like, oh, you know, that's kind of a big deal. Um So immediately, he just went into like a gospel illustration. I don't know if you guys have ever seen like the bridge, you know, you, God, there's the cross, the bridge, it's Jesus. Um, And just connecting each point of the gospel with like different parts of scripture. And that's when like, when I just saw that and just connected the dots, I was like, okay, I am not, this is not a relationship with me and God. This is just more of uh, something I grew into basically growing up. Um, So... That, I mean, that's the day I got saved. Uh, that was about two months into my freshman year of college. And um, after, like there was a huge, huge heart change. Like I could, I was on fire for God. Um, I just remember going home, telling everybody I knew, texting people, calling people, like, it, it was awesome. Um, I was definitely, on just, it was definitely on fire for God. And so um, I just remember like during that time, Every single day after I got saved, it was I was doing quiet time. I was reading books at night. I was praying all the time. Um, I was talking to like my soccer friends. Just kind of like throwing in stuff about um, spirituality, um, and so I, I really was on fire. And kind of, kind of, I'd say maybe two months in is when I kind of slowed down, and it's kind of how it's been since then. So there's been a lot of ups and downs. There's been times where I'm definitely on fire for God. There's been times where, um, you know, it's just really hard to to like prioritize God, even to just care. And in all those times, every time I'm in kind of like a spot where I don't really find myself caring that much and I come back, start reading it, it always amazes me how like faithful God is to me, even when I'm not to him. Um, So, it's very, it's very convicting, definitely, but um, that's kind of what I wanna talk about. So uh, I think the first slide is the problem. Um, and it's, it's so easy for everything in life to get overwhelming. It's easy to get distracted and try to do everything on my own. Um, I think I struggle with this. I think we all probably struggle with this. Um, just, I mean, school, um, you know, work, friends, relationships, all this stuff can get so, like, overwhelming. And I think that's why I would just not really prioritize God, is because all these things were coming in my life, and I was trying to do it all on my own. Um, I was able to go to Passion this last December, and I remember, I think his name's Ben Stiller, uh, pastor, or something, I don't remember. But <laughs> is, that, is that an actor? It might be a pastor, I don't know. But he, uh, he, uh, he had, a, anyway, this pastor, he had a tennis ball, and he, like, he he's talking about how it's, like, his relationship with God and his walk. And he's like, this is, like, my priority. This is everything. And then he's like, but I also have, you know, classes. And someone in the crowd, like, threw a tennis ball at him. He caught it. He's like, and I have, like, my girlfriend. And I have, like, all my friends. And basically, he went for, like, minutes on end, just, like, trying to catch all these tennis balls. And I don't know. It, it really stuck out to me because it really described my life on, like, how – you know, it's not like that I was rejecting God. It's not like we're rejecting God at all. We're just getting overwhelmed by all these things kind of coming in. And so I think this is something very relatable to my testimony, but also something that we can all really get behind. And then the goal of what I want to talk about is just relying on God through the ups and downs, through intentional commitment. Um, and I really just want to break down like intentional commitment, um, this is, this separates it from, you know, I don't know if you guys have heard, like, rely on God, let go, and let God, I don't think that's um, what scripture says, I don't think that's what we're supposed to do uh, in a relationship with him, like, this is a commitment, this is a two-way, two-way relationship, and so we have to put in the work, Uh, which brings me to the main idea of this, uh, of the passage, and it says, because God um, because God has shown his love in Christ, then we can grow in our faith in God and love for others. And then the main passage is 1 John four fifteen through 20. If you guys want to flip there, I'll go ahead and read it again. Um, so 1 John four fifteen through 20 says, whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he in God. We have come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. God is love, and the one who abides in uh, love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this, love is perfected with us, so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so also are we in in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves punishment, and the one who fears is not perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For the one who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. Um, so now that we have like our main idea, uh, back to that, and just kind of the main scripture we're gonna be looking at, I just kind of wanna break it down into two, what, two things. Like because God has shown his love through Christ, which is our salvation, um, we have to do two things. And it's grow in our faith in God and love for others. Um, So I'm just going to kind of break that down and just kind of talk about how that's looked in my life and just um, three important ways that we're going to do this. Um, Number one, communicating with God, which is prayer. Number two, God's revealed truth, scripture. And number three, (laughs) Christian community and fellowship, which is church. Um, And I know, like, looking at this, it's really basic. It seems basic. know, oh, how do I go closer to God? I read my Bible, I pray, I go to church. Um, We've all heard that a thousand times. Uh, It's really easy to look at, but I really just want to look at not just like how to do this, but like why, like why does God want us to pray? Why does God want us to read scripture? Um, Why is it important? Like, like why should we actually do it? Um, So moving on to point one, communicating with God. Uh, I'm going to read from Philippians 4:67. If you guys want to flip there, you can. Uh, this is just a good verse talking about uh, just prayer. All okay. right. So it says, "Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and pleading with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God." And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ. So the first question, why is prayer important? Why do we need to pray? Why do we need to pray to God? Uh, why do we need to do this daily? And I think the easiest way to say it is we have a relationship with God. It is a two-way relationship. Um, we, we have to talk to God. If, if you look at like you and your friends or you, if you're in a relationship Um, like how, how do you talk to them? Like, how can I grow in my relationship with Gunnar? I have to talk to him. I have to, to communicate, (laughs) um, you know, deep conversation, stuff like that. But like, I think that's a really good way to look at it because that's how we get closer with our peers. And I mean, I think it's the same way for God, but it's also like so much more because it's so much more important, like just the importance of talking to God, um, really getting to know God and like, let God know like what, what you're going through, like thank him, all kinds of stuff. Um, so, uh, Psalms 145, 18 says, the Lord is close with those who talk to him. So that is like, when we communicate with God, we are getting closer to him, which is so important for just having a daily commitment to God. Uh, point B going on says, how are we to pray? Um, Colossians 4.2 is a really good verse breaking down how to pray. Uh, Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. I think I could probably make a list of, like, probably a hundred things of, like, uh, like attributes of prayer, how to pray, but um, I, I wrote down a couple. Consistently, steadfast, confession, thanksgiving, giving request. Uh, I think consistency is really important. I don't think we can just... Uh, Break down just our whole week in one prayer and just kind of talk through everything, I think this is something we can do like all the time. You know, the Bible says pray without ceasing. So like, what what does that look like? What does it look like to pray without ceasing? Because we obviously cannot sit there and pray for 24, you know, 24 seven all day long. Um, But one of my old pastors said something that really stuck with me. And it's, if you think about it, pray about it. If it's important enough to think about, then you probably should be praying about it. Um, and I think that's just a really good way to look at it. I mean, if you're going through your day and there's something, maybe a struggle, a sin struggle you've been struggling with, just if you're thinking about it, just, just sit there right there and pray. If you're thinking about like a friend or something that's struggling with something, pray for them. Um, just any, any chance you get. It's not something where it's, oh, I pray in the morning and I pray at night. It's, it's something that, and it doesn't have to be like getting on your knees and like, you know, closed door, Praying. It's something where you can literally just be like eating and just like think a little prayer. Um which brings me up to my next point, which is just pray for others. I think it's really easy through prayer to just kind of get caught up in all everything you're going through, all your struggles, um, thanking God for stuff he's given you. But it's really important to, you know, pray for others. You know, for for your friends that are Christians, you know, pray that God like strengthens their relationship, pray that um, for, like, community with them, you know, pray that um, God uses them to further the kingdom of God, and then for people who aren't saved, you know, we all probably know people who, you know, are not saved yet, not saved yet, just pray for their salvation. Shanae's really good at this, because I was on the outreach team, and just praying for, like, opening the heart, or er, softening the hearts, and just opening their ears, that they can, like, that they can just hear what God has to say, and just um, pray that that they'll give you or anybody an opportunity to just share the gospel. Um, so yeah, just main points, just kind of going back over it. You know, why is very important? It's a relationship. We have to pray consistently, and then we have to pray for others. Um, and this will definitely help us grow in our relationship with God. But just kind of a recap. Uh, really, what I wanted to say with my testimony is, obviously, it was awesome to see God. Um, just reveal himself and his love to me through salvation, um, but also just all of the little things he did to draw me in, even when I was resisting. And I think that's just like so important that God is just always, always using little things to just uh, work through us. And I'm sure in two years from now, there will be things that are happening right now that I can look back and just see God using maybe in other people's life or um, stuff like that. Um, so, so point two, uh, we'll move on, which is God's revealed truth. Let me find it real quick. Okay, God's revealed truth, uh, also called scripture. Um, I'm going to read through John 17:17. 17, 17, if you guys want to uh, flip there real quick. And it says, sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. Um, I think this is such a simple verse, um, but it's so important. Um, some of us have taken, like, philosophy classes or uh, just really, like, dive deep into, like, what is truth. And, I mean, that's something that we could probably talk about for months at a time. Um, but I love how this, just, this breaks it down to, like, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. So, um I mean that's just I mean it's so much more important than I think we think. It's just everything we need to know is in Scripture, right? It's in the Bible. Um, so back to our questions, like why is Scripture important? Why do we need to read Scripture? Why do we need to know Scripture, memorize it? Um, and I think the most important thing in Scripture is the Gospel, right? Everything in the Bible leads to the Gospel. There's so many things in the Old Testament that just kind of talk about you know, what's going to happen. It's all leading to the gospel. And then after, it's just kind of what the gospel should look like. Um, so I think a good question is like, what is the gospel? Like, what does that, um, what does scripture say the gospel is? Um, I could probably like go through this pretty deep and we could go into it, but just, I mean, the gospel, God, God created everything, right? God created humans. It was all perfect. Um, and we sinned against God. And when we sinned, we deserve, we uh, deserve, we deserve the ultimate punishment, separated from God, um, in hell. But God, you know, He loves us. He doesn't want that for us. Doesn't want that for us at all. So He sent Jesus, um, and Jesus lived a perfect life on Earth. He, he, um, you know, lived a perfect ministry, and he, he was crucified on the cross um, for our sins. It was the ultimate sacrifice. Uh, he died on the cross for the sins of all people and was later raised three days later um, and ascended back into heaven where he's waiting for us. Uh, So I just think that's really important to just kind of like be able to like touch on the gospel, just really talk about it a little bit. Um, But I think another thing personally was when the day I got saved and the guy was going through the gospel presentation, every single point he used, he had a scripture verse. He had a different part of scripture he was using. And... I just thought it was amazing. It really connected the dots for me because he was able to, to like go into Romans or go into James and just like all these different books, different parts of the Bible all connect to the one part of the gospel, which is obviously the main idea of the Bible. Um, and I just think it's so important. Like God has literally given us the Bible and it's a book on just how to live. Like, like Everything we didn't know is in the Bible. Um, so point B goes on to how does God want us to use scripture um, 2 Timothy 3:16 Timothy through 17 says, all scripture is inspired by God and beneficial for teaching, for rebuke, for correction, for training in righteousness so that the man or woman of God may be fully capable, equipped for every good work. Right? So we're supposed to learn scripture, um, memorize it. Something that's really helped me is just like memorizing scripture, certain verses, maybe if I'm struggling with a sin, I'll memorize that verse. And anytime like that temptation comes into my head, I can just I can just think of that scripture, right? Some of the most impressive people um, I was able to go to Kanikok this last week for staff training, and there was a there was an apologetics breakout I went to, and it was just kind of an open floor thing. Everybody was able to just ask questions, and they had four four guys and girls up there who were who were my age, and I just remember they were asking questions. And what I like to do is sitting in the crowd, I like to try to answer these questions in my head. Like, how would I respond if someone actually asked me that? And these questions were just so, like, just so hard and so deep that I couldn't even like, think of things. And I just remember this guy just flipping to Exodus and just quoting the verse before he even like, got there. And I was just like, wow, like, that's, like, that, he knows the scripture. Like, he knows what he's talking about. And he was able to answer these really difficult questions, um, which I think is crucial we're all going to have a time in our life where we'll probably talk, talk to some non-believer and they're going to ask us questions. And if we can really back up what we're saying, and it's not just, oh, well, this is what I think, you know, that kind of gives away the authority of God. But if we're like really talking about, um, this is what scripture said, this is what I believe, this is truth, right? Then it's more, it has more authority. Um, so we're, we're to be equipped with scriptures so that we can use it in our daily life. Um, and then point C, I talked about this, but um, just sharing the gospel, like really, really being able to know it um, and just the importance of it. I think we should all feel convicted about like how often do we share the gospel? How often are we attempting to share the gospel with people who, um, who aren't saved? Like we need to be praying back to prayer. We need to pray for opportunity to share the gospel, Okay, and um, that's kind of our, going into our final point, which is Christian community and fellowship, aka church. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and read from Hebrews 10.25 for this section, if you guys wanna turn there. Um, Hebrews 10.25 says, not abandoning our own meeting together as is the habit of some people, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So why is church important? Like, why does God want us to go to church, uh, want us to be around fellow believers? Um, And I think it's only one one point. Uh, It's to be together and to worship the same God. I think God made us to where we want to be around people and we want to experience stuff with people. And so just being able to go into a church or somewhere and just worship God. I mean, we, we're all like living for the same purpose. We all have the same mission and just be able to kind of regroup together and just, there's so many small points under like why we should go to church. I just came up with three that are most um, important to me. Um, teaching, uh, just being here at Wildwood, just getting to listen to Kevin every week and uh, Mark, like I've been able to learn so much and even through like small group, um, listening to some of the older guys and just, just people who are farther in their walk with God. It's just, it's awesome to like just humble yourself and like let them tell you something that maybe you didn't know. Um, number two, building relationships. Um, I think going from not having a lot of genuine Christian friends in high school and early college to like being able to like have like good like Christian friends, like these guys. Like you guys are like my people. So like it's awesome to be able to like go and hang out and have like so much fun, but also, you know, like just glorifying God at the same time. We're not doing anything that that would distract us from that. So, um, just being able to be around other people your age who are going through the same parts of life, uh, I think is super important. And then just encouragement, uh, being able to go to church or small group or anything and just you know, tell these people, like, what you're struggling with, or maybe someone has something that they say that they didn't think of you or anything, but it just, it hits, you know, it hits home, and so just having that, like, encouragement, and um, just being able to really, uh, really, like, come together and just serve the same God, I think is just so important.